0: going to finish up. This is the last sermon on our, our, our emphasis on love, understanding we've talked about God's love, agape love, and uh, we're, because we know him, we get to let some of that love out. So here's what we need to know. Love, Godlike love, lasts forever. It lasts forever. Simply put, God's love does not have a shelf life. Uh, If you want to know what shelf life is, you probably would go to your refrigerator and look at some things and realize, oh my gosh, the expiration date is six months old. And you go, if you buy that that favorite salad dressing that's kind of been hanging around for a long time, you might need to throw it away. Um, There's things that have expiration dates. And yet God's love does not. It lasts forever. 1 Corinthians uh, 13.8 says this, love never fails That word never is pretty powerful. It's not a loophole in it. There's not an escape clause. It's just love never fails. God's love never fails. God never fails in his love for us. I want to share two thoughts with you and let God really bless you with how much he loves you. The first is this. We can do nothing to make God love us more and we can do nothing to cause God to love us less. In a culture and in a world in which we all live, whether it's in the school system or the college or the workplace or the ball field or the gymnasium, we have become a culture that values performance above everything else, even above character. It's all about performance. What, how good can you do something? If you do it really well, we like you, and sometimes we'll love you, and if you don't, we won't. But God's love is not performance-based. He doesn't love us more because we're really, really good. He doesn't love us less because we may not be good. He just loves us perfectly. 1 John 4.10 says this. 1 John 4.10. Here we go. This is love. Isn't that a great? What This is love. This is love, not that we love God because we didn't love him first, but that he loved us first and sent us his son as a atoning sacrifice for our sins. How do you know God loves you? He sent his son to die on the cross. That's the expression of his love. That's the example of his love. That's the ex- exhibition of his love. That's how he told us he loved us. A great sacrifice, a great cost, a great inconvenience. Wow, he loved us first. Deuteronomy 7 says this. The Lord did not set His affection on you and choose you because you were more numerous than other people. Now, now Moses is talking to the generation of people that that second generation that came out of Egypt, and he's reminding them because the first generation died in the wilderness, except for a few, and the young. And so he said, "Look, here is what I want you to know. God didn't choose you because you were big, because you were powerful." Because you were exceptional. He set his affection on you, his love on you, and chose you because you were not because you were more numerous than other peoples. For you were the fewest of all people. You were the weakest, you were the smallest, you were you were slaves, you had nothing to really offer. You were bankrupt, you were poor, you had nothing. Verse 8 But it was because the Lord loved you. Oh, isn't that great? know that it's not because we're really good or really important, but because he loves us. And kept the oath he swore to your ancestors, meaning Abraham, that he brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the land of slavery, from the power of the pharaoh kings of Egypt. Now, let me tell you why this is important. They had for for literally uh, 400 years been influenced by the Egyptian concept of religion and God. And the concept of Egyptian gods was if you do good, God, he's going to be happy with you. But if you don't do what pleases him, he is going to be mad at you. And so the Egyptian people spent all their time trying to make the gods feel good about them. That's how they did life. And God's trying to say, look, I know that's what you had watched and been influenced by and observed, but that's not true. Because I am the true living God, and I just simply love you. I just love you with an everlasting love. I love you with a love that never fails. That word, love never fails, that word fail is a word picture that Paul uses. It's talking about the demise of a flower. The word picture is a flower that grows up, and it just smells so good. got such a great fragrance and such a beautiful, beautiful display of color. You go, oh, man, that's a beautiful flower. But one day something happens and it bends over and it goes to the ground and it dies. It loses its fragrance and it loses its beauty and it withers away and decays. He's saying God's love will never, ever, ever do that. He won't do that. His love will never decay. His love will never diminish. His love is not dependent on what we do or how we love Him. You see, others may abandon you. Others may ignore you. Some will divorce you. Some will be mean to you. But God will always love you because it's His very nature and essence, that's who He is. This is love. God is love. in First John He says, that's what love is. Just what it is. He doesn't love us because of what we can do. He loves us because of who He is well, how do you know that's true? Well, let me give you three examples. Number one, there's a guy named Abraham who really was God's chosen guy to create a new nation, but he had a problem with fear, and because of his fear, he lied, lack of trust. And you know what God says about him? Of course, he did it, he did it a couple of times, and, and God kind of said, dude, you can't keep doing this, and he kind of, but he never stopped loving him. As a matter of fact, we're told about Abraham later on in the Bible that Abraham was a friend of God. I don't know about you. That's a pretty high compliment to be considered a friend of God. And then you got got Moses. Moses lost his temper. He was hot tempered, uh, kind of uh, aggressive, and he lost his temper one time and disobeyed God by striking the rock when he was supposed to speak to it. And God didn't stop loving Moses. Matter of fact, later on in the scripture, he says, There's never been another prophet. This guy is awesome. Moses is a great prophet. I mean, we go to Hebrews 11 and find out how great he was, what God thought of him. Not because he was perfect, because he wasn't. And then you got a guy named David if you talk about somebody who ever really blew it. David blew it. Adultery and murder. Took another man's wife and killed the husband so he wouldn't find out about it like he thought that was going to work. God... In his love and grace confronted him. He repented. But here's what's amazing. When we get to the New Testament, it says that David was a man after God's own heart. Is it? God never stopped loving these guys. He doesn't stop loving you. You may fall flat on your face. You may do something brain-dead stupid, which we all can do. And he goes, God, stop loving you. If you have never had that defining moment of trusting Christ to be your Savior... God's love pursues you all the time. Even you being here today is one of the ways he's telling you he loves you. And he's coming after you. There's something else. The second thought is this. God has chosen to love us perfectly. Therefore, we can choose to love others graciously. We're not going to love perfectly, not on this side of heaven. We're just not going to do that. Yeah, yeah. We're going to get it right some of the time, maybe most of the time, but not all the time. God gets it right all the time. He never misses out in loving. And therefore, because he loves perfectly, we are able to love graciously those around us. We may not get it right all the time, but we need to be getting it right some of the time, most of the time, because that's what happens. That's what his love does for us. And so we look at this, and we go, 1 John chapter 4, verse 9 says this, God showed how much he loved us. By what? Sending his one and only Son into the world so that we might have eternal life through Him. Verse 10, this is real love. Ah, not just a warm, fuzzy feeling, not just a sense of emotion, not that we love God, because we didn't. Nobody loved God first, but He loved us and sent His Son as a sacrifice to take away our sins, take away that which stands between us and God. And dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love Each other.
1: Wow.
0: Real love confronts with truth sometimes. Sometimes you have to sit down with somebody you love and say, I gotta tell you the truth about your lifestyle or what your decision, and it isn't good. But I want to do it because I love you. I don't want you to continue being self-destructive. That's what real love does. Real love also comforts when trouble shows up. And walks and walk through the valley. Real love celebrates when you have triumphs in your life. Even though your life may be <laughs> in the toilet, they're having a great time. Love says, I'm going to celebrate with you. My life's not doing that good right now, but I want to celebrate with you. Because, man, you're it's good what's happening in your life. You see, this is what God does. He celebrates and he confronts and he comforts us all the time. God loves us perfectly. We choose to love others graciously. Today, we get the opportunity to demonstrate our love for Freddie Giles and his family. Sabrina and Chip, man, I tell you, brother, I do love you. You inspire me and motivate me and convict me and humble me all at the same time. You're awesome. Chip, buddy, you're amazing. Sabrina, you're my hero. I I, I, and, and others, man, we get the chance to love you today. Uh, incredible. We're going to do that. And, and we're going to let you buy hot dogs. We're going to give all the money to the foundation. We're going to drown some of you with ice water. Uh, and we're gonna, you get to make a donation. And, and that's what because we just want to show love. I mean, that's just what we do. Uh, today, you hear how we can love our community. In the days ahead. Because that's what we should do. We should love graciously. Today we purpose, hopefully, to love each other. Because if we don't love each other in this room, it doesn't matter what else we do. You understand that? No, it don't matter. I mean, that's what Paul said at the beginning of 1 Corinthians. It don't matter if you if you're a prophet or if you can do all these amazing spiritual gifts you don't love, it doesn't matter. If we can't love each other. Now, you see, we think we love each other because we always agree with each other or because we're on the same page or because we're doing the same things. No, 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 no. We love each other because God loves us. He loves us where we're at different stages of our spiritual growth while we may not even have a relationship with Christ. He, he loves us. So we're to love each other. May we purpose to do that? Because love is willing to give more than it gets that's love I want you to watch a video that kind of just I think shows a vivid picture of what what a love that never fails looks like in real life
1: the sun, where to stand in the morning, and who told the ocean, you can only come this far, and who showed the moon? This life within me cries, I know my, my Redeemer, is. Redeemer lives, the very same God who spins things in orbit, runs to the weary, the war, and the weak, and the same gentle hand home. Murray D. My redeemer, he lives to take away my Redeemer lives. Let all creation testify. Let this light within me bright. I know my Redeemer
0: Boy oh, does, <clears throat> amen. That's Team Hoyt. His son was born with cerebral palsy, and they said he would never have any kind of life. They have participated in thirty-one marathons. Iron Man is something I'm not sure anyone in this room could do, and he did it because his son asked him. Love doesn't fail. doesn't fail you see here's what I know when Jesus faced the wilderness temptation love did not fail when Jesus felt the beating of the whip and he was beaten beyond recognition love did not fail when he fell beneath the weight of the cross Love did not fail. When Jesus struggled for every single breath, love did not fail. And when he came to the end and he cried out, Father, forgive them, love did not fail. Now stand up and give God a hand right now. Everybody stand up. Yeah, let's do this. Hey. Because love did not fail. (laughs) Remain standing. I want you to hear this last thing. I said earlier, love is willing to give more than it gets. Can I tell you something? When (laughs) love is willing to give more than it gets, the amazing thing happens. You end up getting more than you give.